Welcome to Loud in Tech, where we dive deep into the world of technology and culture. In today's show, we'll be discussing the authenticity of an intriguing aircraft image, pondering on the number of people who have ever lived on Earth, exploring the impact of dog sensitivity to Earth's magnetic field, and examining Macron's proposal to cut social media during riots. We'll also uncover the surprising truth about news consumption and its effect on happiness, delve into the challenges of software development, explore the wonders of cloud-native engineering, and discover the power of Emacs Lisp shorthands as a namespacing system. Stay tuned for an enlightening and engaging episode. Before we dive back into more tech goodness, let's give a shout out to our fantastic sponsors and my personal favorite software in the entire universe, Mason. Picture this, a world where a solo founder can take on an e-commerce giant. Sounds like a superhero movie, right? Well, meet Mason. This AI shopping co-pilot is here to save the day. Mason swoops in to guide shoppers as they shop, making sure they find exactly what they're looking for. Did I mention it's like having a secret weapon against the Amazon tax? Oh yeah! Mason will help you break free and skyrocket your sales. Head over to Get Mason to join the revolution. That's GetMason.io. This segment is about tech news. An image of an aircraft purported to be an Airbus A320 has been circulating online. However, experts have determined that the image is fake. The registration number on the aircraft, DAVXA, belongs to an Airbus test aircraft, specifically an A321. Additionally, there are inconsistencies in the image, such as the winglets resembling those of the Boeing 737 MAX and the lighting not matching the background. So sorry, folks, but it seems like someone has been playing around with their photo editing skills. If you want to see the real deal... Check out the original unaltered photo at airliners.net. In the latest news from Politico, Meta's Twitter rival Threads will have to wait for its EU launch. Apparently, Europe isn't ready for another social media showdown. Speaking of showdowns, Russia's attempts to control information and influence have been making headlines. But fear not, the Bulgarian prime minister is warning against their interference. Meanwhile, in the UK, the police are investigating fresh claims related to Partygate. Ah, politics. That's exactly what Politico is all about. They provide news, analysis, and commentary on various topics like politics, elections, migration, and defense. They cover different policy areas like agriculture, cybersecurity, energy, and trade. And if you're really into it, they offer newsletters and podcasts for that extra in-depth coverage. Want more? Well, they've got mobile apps and even a print edition. And if you're a policy professional, Politico Pro has got your back with in-depth reporting and analysis. So, whether you need contact information, job opportunities, or just good old news, Politico is the place to go. In this segment, we talk about interesting facts. Did you know that there have been approximately 117 billion members of our species who have been born on Earth since the dawn of modern humankind? That's right. According to the Population Reference Bureau, the global population milestone of 8 billion represents nearly 7% of the total number of people who have ever lived on Earth. Now, I know what you're thinking. How did they come up with that number? Well, 
They took into account factors like the length of time humans have been on Earth, average population size at different periods, and the number of births per 1,000 population during each period. But hey, let's not get caught up in the details. The point is, that's a whole lot of people who have graced this planet. So next time you're feeling a bit overwhelmed by the crowds, just remember, you're part of an exclusive club. The 117 Billion Club. So, if you thought dogs were only good at fetching, rolling over, and sniffing each other's behinds, think again. A study published in the prestigious journal Bioelectromagnetics back in 2006 suggests that our furry friends might actually be sensitive to the Earth's magnetic field. Yep, you heard it right. Those adorable pups have a sixth sense when it comes to small variations in our planet's magnetic field. But wait, there's more. Another study from 2004 published in the journal Nature suggests that birds might use the Earth's magnetic field to navigate, so it seems like our feathered friends and furry pals have something in common. It's like they're members of a secret magnetic club or something, but that's not all. In 2010, the Journal of the Royal Society Interface published a study that explored different models for magnetoreception in animals. It turns out that there's a lot of science going on when it comes to animals and magnets. They're not just sticking to your refrigerator, folks. And finally, the Journal of Experimental Biology got in on the action in 2010, too. They published a study that delved into the biophysics of the light-dependent magnetic compass in animals. Can you imagine our furry friends using the Earth's magnetic field as a GPS? Mind blown. So, hats off to these incredible studies and the talented scientists behind them. Our four-legged pals may just be more in tune with the Earth than we could ever imagine. And to think, they can do all this while still being absolutely adorable. It's a magnetic miracle, folks. This segment is about software development. Building software is no easy feat. While coding itself can be challenging, the real difficulty lies in understanding and implementing the requirements. Sure, there's an algorithm for checking if a list is sorted, but sorting itself is a whole different ballgame. With complexities like quicksort and hor's partitioning scheme, it's no wonder it takes Owen log n time. And let's not forget about the human-driven business logic, those soft requirements that sound simple on paper but are a nightmare to execute. From creating a user-friendly UI to ensuring top-notch security, it's a delicate dance of statement and implementation. So next time you think coding is the hardest part, think again. It's the requirements that'll keep you up at night. Once upon a time in the magical land of technology, a paper was written by the brilliant Brian S. Mitchell. It had a captivating headline that read, Cloud Native Software Engineering. Now, you might be wondering what this paper is all about. Well, let me break it down for you. The paper talks about the incredible growth of cloud computing, but it raises an important point. Why are we not paying enough attention to advancing software engineering practices for cloud-native applications? It's like designing a beautiful castle without considering the foundation. The paper emphasizes the urgent need for software engineering research to support current and future cloud architectures. And you know what else it mentions? The challenges related to IoTT edge computing. Because let's face it, technology is evolving faster than a cheetah on roller skates. But fear not, dear listeners, for the paper also offers insights for practitioners and even identifies several research opportunities in cloud-native software engineering. So buckle up and get ready for a wild ride in the realm of cloud-native software engineering. 
Imagine a world where functions and algorithms come to life using only the power of TypeScript's type system. Well, guess what? That world exists, introducing the Ronomy slash metatyping repository on GitHub. This magical place is filled with ingenious solutions to overcome the limitations of TypeScript's type system. From math to lists, sorting to utility, and even mind-bending puzzles, this repository has it all. But hold on. Before you get too excited, remember that this place is purely for fun and learning, so don't go trying to build your next million-dollar app with these type-based creations. Enjoy the wonders of metatyping, but keep it in the realm of curiosity and experimentation. Happy coding. This segment is about culture and society. Once upon a time, in the magical realm of the internet, a brave adventurer embarked on a quest to find the elusive page. Armed with nothing but a trusty URL, they typed it into their browser and clicked enter. But alas, the dreaded message appeared before them. Page not found. With a determined look on their face, our hero double-checked the URL, hoping they had made a typo. They tried again, and again, and again, but the page remained hidden. It was as if it had vanished into thin air, leaving behind only a frustrating message. Please check the URL and try again, it mocked. Our adventurer let out a sigh of defeat and returned to the depths of the internet, vowing never to traverse the treacherous territory of broken links again. And so, dear listeners, let this tale serve as a reminder to always double-check your URLs, for you never know when a page may be lost to the digital abyss. Hey there, want to hear something interesting? According to an article published in The Guardian, reading news can actually be bad for you. Say what? Yeah, apparently it leads to fear, aggression, and shallow thinking. But fear not. The author suggests that cutting off news consumption entirely can actually make you happier and healthier. You'll have less anxiety, deeper thinking, and more time for things that actually matter. Of course, investigative journalism and holding institutions accountable are still important but maybe it's time to take a break from all that news noise and live life in the present. So, put down that news app, grab a book, and let's dive into a world of creativity and deeper thinking. Trust me, you won't regret it. Picture this. A city with no outdoor advertisements. Impossible, right? Well, not in Sao Paulo. Back in September 2006, the city passed a revolutionary law that banned all sorts of outdoor ads. Billboards? Gone. Transit ads. Poof! Even pamphleteering in public places became illegal. And within just a year, 15,000 billboards were taken down and store signs had to be shrunk. It was like a magic trick. But you know what? The citizens of Sao Paulo absolutely loved it. No more visual clutter, no more annoying ads blocking the view. And guess what? The ban actually revealed the hidden beauty of the city's architecture. Let it shine. Sao Paulo started a trend, inspiring other cities around the world to follow suit and kick out those intrusive billboards. So next time you're strolling through this vibrant city, enjoy the view, because there won't be any ads to distract you. Sao Paulo, the city that dared to say no to outdoor advertisements. It's time to say goodbye to those pesky naming and versioning issues thanks to a new programming language called Unison. Unlike other languages, Unison uses a unique hash for each piece of code, eliminating the need for namespaces altogether. 
Finally, programmers can stop pulling their hair out over global namespace conflicts. Whilst it may take time for code-level dependencies to be implemented, we can rest assured in the promise of Unison's exciting new world. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Loud in Tech. We covered a range of fascinating topics, including the mystery behind an image of an aircraft, the total number of people who have ever lived on Earth, and the surprising sensitivity of dogs to the Earth's magnetic field. We also discussed President Macron's proposal of cutting social media during riots, the impact of news consumption on our happiness, and the challenges of software development. In addition, we delved into the world of cloud-native software engineering and explored an intriguing GitHub project utilizing TypeScript's type system. Lastly, we examined the unique absence of outdoor advertisements in Sao Paulo and discovered Emacs Lisp shorthands as a unique namespacing system. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode of Loud in Tech. Stay tuned for more exciting content in the next episode.